Hello and welcome to episode 49, episode 49 of The Heart of a Villain, the podcast devoted to the bearded villains worldwide brotherhood and the lives they are changing all over the world. And for you, Rob, I'll do that one more time. Hello and welcome to The Heart of a Villain, the podcast devoted to the Bearded Villains Worldwide Brotherhood. You're going to pay for the whole seat, but you'll only need the edge. That was for Rob tuning in live, and he wanted me to use a certain voice, I guess. I'm not sure if that fit his criteria or not. But guys, thank you so much for tuning in. We have a great audience in here live tonight. I'm going to acknowledge all of you guys in just a second. But thank you so much for tuning in. This is episode 49 of The Heart of a Villain. We've been chugging along here for 48 previous weeks, 28, or I'm sorry, 48 previous weeks, 49 today. Next week, we hit number 50. So I'm really excited about that. And um, yeah, we got some good stuff to talk about tonight for sure. This week with episode 49... We're going to take a little look at what one of our pillars are, what one of our pillars means, uh, what family is within BV. And I've asked uh, a general question out in the Instagram world, in the realm of all that is Instagram. And some people reached back out to me and responded to my question. See, I always ask certain questions and only a handful of people respond. So those responses sometimes are going to pop up in the live stream and on the podcast. So we're going to discuss what family is and some specific circumstances around what family has meant to guys within the BV circles in their journey. We're going to take a look at some of what some of our villain chapters are doing around the world right now. And finally, we're going to talk to Scott Balthus, the captain, otherwise known as Popeye, the captain of the Bearded Villains of Southern Indiana. And we're going to talk about what that chapter has been, his chapter has been up to since we spoke to him last on episode five of the podcast for Bearded Villains. Well, it was for episode five that we recovered the Battle of the Beards 2019. So Battle of the Beards 2020 is coming up. We're going to talk to Scott about that and what his chapter has been up to in the meantime. <sighs> deep breath, deep breath. <laughs> so this past week also, guys, I also want to talk for a second about I brought back the mid-morning super awesome live stream Facebook show because some people asked for it. I had taken a few weeks off of that and I felt like people's work schedules were improving, people were going back to work, and the scheduling that we once had with COVID when it first started out in the spring when, when people were staying home and it was much easier for people to follow up with the mid-morning super awesome, what became the mid-morning super awesome live stream Facebook show the 30-minute little snippet on Mondays and Wednesdays just to put everybody in a good mood. And if it didn't work, it worked for me. But I kind of got away from that a little bit once life started going back to normal a little bit. And uh, I've been requested to possibly keep that going again. So this past Wednesday I did. It felt really good to get back to it just to brighten my morning up, talk about some positivity. Sometimes it just ends up being just a bunch of dribble, but who cares? It's fun, and it's only 30 minutes of a day, and it gets my day going. So uh, we're going to continue that. I'm going to keep that going this week, that's for sure. Also, I asked anyone who was willing uh, to get out there this past week. I mentioned it. I'm not sure if I did it. I think I did it on an IG Live. Uh, for anybody that was, or maybe it been, would have been on the mid-morning show, 
uh, anybody that has been following the podcast for a while to get out there and possibly leave some reviews or some ratings on whatever podcast platform you follow. And uh, because it really helps out with the logistics as far as the analytics and all that other junk goes, it's too mathematical for me to worry about. But I want to thank those of you who did and who reached out, took some time to write a little review, uh, give a little rating about what the podcast is, what it's about, what it's meant to you. So I do thank you guys for taking the time. It really means a lot when somebody goes out of their way to do something like that. So thank you guys very much. And finally, with our intro here, I'd like to also congratulate all the brothers who were able to participate in this last weekend's Four Corners meet. Uh, I saw some photos, and that looked like an amazing time of sharing just stories, brotherhood, and they had a really good turnout, it looked like. So photos look great, guys. Sorry I wasn't able to make it, but next year it is on my agenda for sure, and that's where we're going to leave that. And finally a bit of bad news and it's not so bad that i have to you know get really down in the in the doldrums for it but it i, I just found out today what one of my plans was for episode 50 will not be able to happen due to scheduling issues and whatnot episode 50 was supposed to be a big one for us because i was going to have von knox come on and we were going to do a follow-up interview from when I did an interview with him for episode one. I thought it would be a good way to bookend the first 50 episodes and do a follow-up interview since it's been just over a year now since I talked to Von Knox last and just to see how things were going. Unfortunately, we, we had plans for it and some stuff has fallen through. So I know some people were able were, were excited about that. I was too. So it's something that's going to happen. It's just not going to happen on episode 50. So I'm going to have to pivot and get a little creative. I'm not sure what we're going to do yet. We're going to find something as we always do, but we're going to do a Von Knox interview coming up somewhere in the future to be decided. He's in the process of a move and it's, it's a big thing. So we need to respect that. And we're going to, we're going to get that hooked up later at some other time. So one last thing I do want to do before we start getting into the meat of the day here. Uh, please don't forget to, if you are on the YouTube channel right now, make sure you click that little subscribe button so you get alerted to all the other videos that are going to be coming out in the future. And there are going to be some that are not specific to the actual live stream. So we're going to be putting out some fun content on the channel here before too long. I'm going to be out and about doing some videos in different parts of the world doing just some craziness. So make sure you like, subscribe, most importantly, subscribe so that you get alerted when stuff comes up. All right. So I'm going to just kick this off, guys. And we're going to start off with some villain news is what we're going to do. Nice little transition out of the news intro. What I wanted to first talk about here is the fact that we had some really cool uh, stuff come across our news wire here in the Instagram world over the last couple of days. First thing I wanted to talk about was congratulations to the boys at East North Carolina. The ENC came out with a new logo this week. They released it. They've been working on that for some time. Something different. And I always love to see these logos 
because they have, when somebody comes out with a new one, and I've said this before, but you know there's always some hidden meaning or something in there. And just looking around at this logo, congratulations guys, it looks really cool. I know that there's some stuff in there that mostly only you guys will know about, uh, but really cool to see. So congratulations, ENC, on your new logo. Also, I want to cover the fact that we had a couple of chapters doing some really neat stuff lately. Uh, the Bearded Villains of Tennessee. Our Bearded Villains of Tennessee chapter, man. These guys, along with their supporters, this year raised over six, I think it was $6,000 or just over $6,000 for this year's Heart Walk. And what's really cool about this is that the Heart Walk was actually canceled this year due to COVID. But these guys said, forget all about that. Even though we raised the money, we're going to do it right. And so they went out on their own and did a walk. They just organized their own walk and did a walk with some supporters. Uh, very cool stuff. Would have been easy just to mail it in and say, we got the money. But these guys went, went out and about and they made a walk. So Bearded Villains of Tennessee, guys, thanks so much for representing yourselves, representing Bearded Villains in such a great way, raising $6,000 for the Heart Walk this year, man. That's so cool to see. And then also I want to give a shout out to the Bearded Villains of North Mississippi who have been struggling with, with some stuff going on, obviously, we all know about recently. But these guys, they helped take part in supporting, a, uh, the, supporting the Hope Food Pantry by working to load over a thousand boxes of items for uh, 550 families. And how cool is this, guys? Um, over a thousand boxes for 550 families. Uh, just killing it. Bearded Villains, North Mississippi, guys. Along with Bearded Villains, Tennessee, thanks for repping us. I hope I didn't miss anybody. I'm, I'm sure doing these little segments, I probably will. But uh, these are the ones that came across that I noticed. If you hear of any other chapters that are doing things, please re please reach out to me and let me know so I can feature them in this little segment that we are calling. I'm going to bring back a little ad that a buddy of mine has helped me with as far as for the podcast, uh, just because I, th I think he deserves a shout out. I've been so happy with everything that this podcast has been. We're coming up on 50 episodes here, and I would not have a logo or anything were it not for this fine gentleman. Are you having trouble coming up with a fresh face for your business? Does your idea need a new, distinct logo? If you have a business, but need a new way to express it with a fresh new logo, look no further than Optimus Mendez at Shiversity Brand. His speed, creativity, and professionalism are second to none. Let Optimus work hand in hand with you to create your new and unique logo. That's Shiversity Brand. See Shiversity Brand on Instagram. All right, guys. So we're kicking this off now. Um, so thankful to Optimus from the BVC for his Shiversity brand, all of his Optimus products, but so much for helping me out with uh, getting logos and whatnot sorted out for the podcast back when we first started this out. All right, guys, I'm going to slide into now 
gently into this topic where we talked about uh, a little bit about BV family and what does family mean. Now, I know some people reached out and answered, so I was able to pop something together to show us, those of us on the live stream, uh, give us a little bit of extra, uh, extra effort here for these comments. And then I had one that came in late enough that I was unfortunately not able to get it for something here on the screen, but I still felt it was extremely important. So I'm going to bring it up and talk about it. Um, this brother of ours that reached out. So in talking about family guys, it's really important because we hear about this with just about every interview we talk about, we've all experienced it. And most of us have experienced it from day one, exactly what family means to the bearded villains. And you realize right after you decide that you want to become a bearded villain supporter or back in the day, hopeful or prospect or whatever it was, you are family from the word jump. You are family from the get go. And we have some great examples of exactly what that's been for some people. And I just want to talk for a second about that. Uh, one of our brothers here who chimes in often is hangs out with us a lot. Um, Mulligan, when asked what family, a good example of family for him, brothers helping brothers without expecting anything in return. I like that. Clayston, Mr. Clayston reached out and said, our chapter rallied $1,000 and a place to stay for a brother who had fallen on hard times. Very cool stuff. One of our brothers up in Canada, man. He's always, always here, always with the support. He says, you see it every day. Guys being there for each other, supporting each other and showing the love. Well, Ramsey says very simply, Knox Villains 2020. So many great things came out of Knox Villains 2020. Uh, so many great memories for people and examples of brotherhood and charity. So uh, perfect, perfectly said there and very simply put. And then our brother Mike out on the east end, east end of the country. He said, when I had COVID, two brothers from BV West or BV Virginia reached out to my girlfriend every day to check on her. I love that. So many good examples right there of brotherhood. And I want to take a second now to read one from somebody that's here with us tonight live. Um, our brother Wheels, bearded Wheels. He reached out to me and said, my story goes back to the world meet in 2017 in Miami. I was in Ohio visiting family. I got on a Greyhound with, at the time, all of my BV shirts. It was probably around four or five shirts. Greyhound then loses my luggage somewhere along the way. I stop at, in Alabama at a family's for a few days to restock with essentials. So I leave Alabama with at least some shorts and a few regular shirts, but still haven't recovered any of my luggage. So I'm on my way to the world meet but no BV shirts. Finally, I am, in a, I am in Miami with hardly any clothes and literally the essentials. Meanwhile, this is his first huge meet, so he's upset that he doesn't have any shirts to rep. He gets to the hotel, and a captain from a chapter that he had never met called him over, takes him to his room, proceeds to give him 
five shirts from his own collection. It was later that day or evening he found out that his luggage was located on its way to Orlando to his house. But literally, as he said, a brother gave him shirts off his back. Such a cool example of brotherhood. We see it every day, guys. And I just wanted to point that out. I think little things like that, we just need reminders, right? Occasionally, we just need some reminders. So thanks so much for everybody that participated, everybody that reached out, everybody that offered up some sort of an example of brotherhood, or of, of family. When you guys see these things, by all means, reach out. Take the few seconds. I'm going to be chiming in there occasionally out there on Instagram world, and I'm going to be sending out questions, looking for some responses for some of you. And um, I know that I know that some of you have great stories to tell. If you want me to tell something anonymously, by all means, I can say it's an anonymous story for sure. But it's just such great to see. So thank you guys so much for taking some time out of there and tuning in with some answers. Good to see. All right, guys. So last thing I want to I want to talk a little bit about before we get into our heavy-duty meat of the episode with Popeye. Just don't forget that we are knee-deep in the middle of, sep- or of the month of Suicide Prevention and Awareness Month. We need to spay- pay special attention to making aware to our brothers that we are there for them, our other family members, other friends, and everything. So please, please, please keep an eye on your brothers. Keep an eye on everybody that you know that might be a little bit quiet, that might be settling in, and you might not hear from them very often. It's extremely important that we do that. And remember that, unfortunately, it's not come as quickly as I hoped, but hopefully my hope is next week or the week after I will be able to uh, produce and announce what myself here at the podcast in Central England have joined together to do with a charity patch set of two patches uh, that will go on sale for one, uh, 100 limited edition patches. And those will, that, those will be raising uh, some amazing amounts of money, hopefully, for two great charities, one over in the UK and one here in the States for suicide prevention and awareness initiatives. So uh, we're doing our part here as well. Thank you guys so much for everything you do. For everybody else that's doing their own patches or doing their own types of different things to raise money for suicide prevention and awareness, reach out to those people as well. Donate. You just can't give enough awareness and support to these types of organizations for sure. Okay, guys. Thanks for indulging me for a few seconds there. So now I'm going to just throw it to you. Um, this brother of ours, everybody knows. Uh, I, I can't even really say. Um, our interview was it, it was fun. I wish I could have recorded the whole thing and just let you have the uncensored version with all the mess-ups and fun times that we had. Um, I've known Popeye for a while. And... Um, it was it was a fun interview, and we, I started it off, boy, I started it off in uh, gangbuster style because I showed, uh, I think it was on Instagram or somewhere else, I showed the the first few seconds of the interview how it started when I messed up the actual timing of it. For some reason, the last few weeks I've been on this kick where I've been like missing a week, not because of the podcast specifically, because I know, you know, sequentially you go forty seven, forty eight, forty nine, fifty. 
But my weeks, as far as what the podcast was going with, and actual weeks in a calendar month somehow got off. And so I've been thinking all week, actually going back two weeks, I think, that the timing of my 50th episode was going to time out with me being down at Battle of the Beards, and I was going to be doing the live stream from there. And I was totally off on my week. So then I started off the interview, and you guys saw the, the comic relief nature. Most of you have probably seen it by now, uh, how I started it off. And he corrected me, and, well, that was fun. So I'm going to kick it into now uh, my interview with Scott from the Bearded Villains of Southern Indiana. And we're talking about everything that is, what, what the guys down there are doing, what they did this past year. They did some pretty great things. Um, as far as helping out others. He tells a really good story that comes out of last year, this past year's Polar Plunge, and we'll talk a little bit about Battle of the Beards 2020. So here's my interview with Popeye from the Bearded Villains of Southern Indiana. I'm speaking with Scott Balthus. He is Popeye to most, Scott to other people, and I'm sure he has other nicknames that people will refer to him as. He is the captain of the Bearded Villains of Southern Indiana. And in two weeks, they have the Battle of the Beards coming back up. We're going to welcome in it. Welcome in. in. Blah, blah, if I can talk, welcome in Popeye or Scott. How you doing, buddy? Not too bad. How you doing, Brian? Oh, man. I'm doing great. We have last, we last spoke with you um, specific to any real uh, interesting specific information uh, regarding Battle of the Beards last year way back on episode five of the podcast. Now, here we are, episode 49, one year later, Battle of the Beards 2020. Um, can you, let's just start out, and let me ask you, what has, <laughs> cheers, what has, uh, what has the last year been like for you guys down in Southern Indiana since we last met with you uh, for Battle of the Beards 2019? Uh we COVID <laughs> um, but we uh, after that we kind of uh, took a break and uh, just kind of gathered ourselves because that was a big event for us and then uh, we pretty much just uh, put our efforts and focused on um, the uh, polar plunge that we did on February 29th this year actually, actually on leap year yeah and um, kind of dove into that pretty hard and pretty heavy. So ended up raising $6,131. So I think we had a total of, I want to say 17 or 18 take the plunge with a few extras coming outside the chapter. Wow. That's a great turnout. Oh, yeah. And if I'm not mistaken, the year before, you, you didn't have nearly that many participants, did you? Uh, no, there was uh, four of us. So <laughs> that's cool. That's great, though. I mean, it's you know that first time around. I think you guys, if I'm not mistaken, weren't you just just basically a, a brand new chapter, pretty much at that time, the first time around. Uh, at that time, we had just received our chapter seal. Yeah. Okay. The month before, so. Okay. So that's pretty cool growth, though. I mean, I know that you guys have been working hard. You're making a name for yourselves down there. Um, I say down there, and it's probably in the central part of most of the people for the states. Down there in Indiana, anyway. But uh, doing really good things. You guys, $6,000 this past year, uh, over $6,000 for the Polar Plunge. Tell me, I know 
we we you did cover a little bit of that on Instagram. You guys shared some really cool photos and stories about uh, some personal things that you guys witnessed and some things there. But um, I, you had a, if I'm not mistaken, there was a really neat uh, story about how you guys wanted, how you guys were able to help somebody else out that really wanted to take part in the polar plunge. Yeah, I um, before it all got started, they basically they they it's kind of on a beach at a a lake in Petersburg, Indiana. And they have a tent set up for like a warming area to, to change, get ready before. And then afterwards to get out of the water and change out of your cold clothes and wet. And um, then they have, sometimes they have some drinks and whatnot there, just, you know, like some water and whatnot. And then they have a few little areas set up for, you know, people just to kind of sit, watch, you know, hang out. And then um, once they get everybody situated, that's when everything starts and it typically takes eh, maybe 45 minutes to an hour ish to, for everybody to go through maybe a little bit longer. But, uh, right before it started, maybe about like 30 minutes before it started, a woman had actually uh, come up to me and, uh, she asked if she could speak with me. So I said, yeah, sure. And, uh, she pointed over to this woman that was sitting in a wheelchair and, uh, she told me that it was her daughter named Allison. And uh, she said that she really wants to take the plunge. And and I was kind of confused and because um, she had a motorized wheelchair. And uh, I, I was like, okay. I was like, what do you want us to pick her up out of her chair and take her down there? And she said that due to her condition that she can't actually get into the water because it could send her body into shock. So she was wanting to know if we could somehow get her down close to the water. I said, hang on just a second. So I walked over and I talked to a few of our guys and uh, I got three other guys and myself and I brought them back over there. And I said, this woman here would like us to pick Allison up over here in the wheelchair and take her down by the water. But we cannot get her or her chair in the water. So take her down when her team takes the plunge. They'll run in the water and then we will walk down with her stand there by the water and then turn her around and then basically just walk her back out. And then we would be the next team to go in after them. So then we would just turn around and go right up there and get ready. And then we would run down and take the plunge ourselves. And she was like, just, you know, pretty happy and pretty elated, I guess, in, in trying to put words together. And because she's been wanting to do this for several years now, but what they have is called a virtual plunger. You can raise money on the website with the, for the special Olympics of Indiana and you can become a virtual plunger. That means that you're actively participating, but some of the athletes cannot physically take the plunge like she can. So this is still a way for them to do it. Well, she's always done that and she wanted to, to physically take the plunge and this was as close as she was ever going to get. So we wanted to make it come true for her, make it happen. So I grabbed four big guys or well, three and then me and, uh, Whenever everybody lined up, we went over there and we grabbed her and picked her up and carried her down, put her down right by where her team was. And then right whenever her team was getting ready to run in, we picked her up again and they ran down in the water and everybody's going crazy. And then we just walked her down there and she stood there and she just kind of raised her hands and she was screaming and yelling and just tears flowing. And, and she was just super excited. And then we turned around and we were actually standing in, you know, just ankle deep in the water to make her feel like she was actually in the water if you could. And then we turned around and that's when we kind of realized what was going on. And like everybody just was going nuts. And 
And then we just turned around and walked her back up to where she was and put her down. And then we took the plunge ourselves. Wow. That's, um, how did that feel? I mean, to, to do something I mean, as simple as what you talk about, but I mean, that's, it wasn't something that, that we thought about, like, you know, like the other guys, they were just, they're like, absolutely, let's do it. And, and none of us, you know, myself, Tom Brock, um, Jeff Johnson and Will LaFoon, he's actually from the Tennessee chapter and the other two are with us. It, it wasn't, I don't really think anybody really thought much of it other than she wants to do this. Yeah. Let's, let's make it happen. Like, I don't, I don't think any of us quite realized exactly what happened until we turned around and saw everybody. And then it kind of like, Oh, like they're all looking at us. Like, you know, it just, it, it, it wasn't something that was a premeditated thought, I guess, you know, it was just, she wants to do this and she can't, let's just make it happen. So we did. Yeah. But I mean, in that moment, I mean, obviously you, you, yes, we're, we're, it's business. We're going to go do this. We're going to help somebody out. And then to turn around and see the reaction and see the joy in her face and oh, she, the joy in her mom's face. Fine. And like, I, I looked over at the rest of the guys and I don't know if any of them will admit it, but I don't really think any of us quite really had a extremely dry eye either. Cause it, at that moment, it's kind of like, it just, it hit home what happened. And, and it was, it was kind of surreal. It's kind of cool. And to make it even better after it was all said and done and we took the plunge and then we went and changed Allison, she wanted all of us to come over and, you know, we all gave her a big hug and we were talking and, and, uh, she's, she struggles with words. And, um, but since then she's actually reached out to many of us on Facebook and she's a big bearded villains fan. And uh, several of the, uh, other parents of, of athletes have since reached out and, and one did in specific there. So me and the other guys just said, you know what? if this is something that we can do from this year forward, we're just anybody that wants to basically, if they're a virtual plunger because they can't, they're basically going to be a, a virtual villain plunger, if you will. And and we're going to run them down in the water. If we can, it doesn't, we'll have plenty of people there. And however, we got to make it happen. If we got to go in the water a few times, I'll do it. And I'm pretty sure some of the other guys will too. It's, it's, it'd be pretty fun. So, Wow, man, that's, I mean, it's, it's crazy how this is, and that's why I wanted you to tell the story because it's, I, I love the reminders that we can get from time to time where we learn that some little thing that we do as villains, as men, you know, as people that want to help out and we, something presents itself to us and it's something small. It's not something that you think is earth shattering or life changing, but then you see what it actually does for somebody. And, um, man, I mean, how many think about that for just a second. And I know you're not one who likes to pat yourself on the back by any means, but just think about it for a second, <laughs> just think, just think about it for a second. How, how many people saw that? How many people you know, their life was changed in some way, shape or form in that, in that minute. And, you know, I mean, now it's, it's turned around to other people have reached out now as well. And it's become a thing. Oh yeah. Allison every year 
is going to take the plunge as long as she's able to. If she can be there, we absolutely, she is going to be one that we take down there. And any other body, anybody else would like to do it as well. I, I don't, like I said, I'm not going to say no. I'm pretty sure none of the other guys, and, and we will have enough people there. There's other people from other chapters, maybe, or not. It doesn't matter. I'm, I will, I'll, we will make it happen. Yeah. I mean. Wow. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah, that that was pretty cool. Oh, wow. Yeah. You know, and it's, I, as people know, I know I, I have a, I have a soft place in my heart for special Olympics, um, with, with mm-hmm. my kids and it's to see, you know, I, that's what I keep going back to something like that, to see the joy in kids faces that just, you know, it's what we don't think of as a big deal, but it's such a huge deal for them. And, and for her, I'm sure it's something that she's talked about, you know, day after day after day, ever since. And, and yeah, she's, she thanked us. I, I, I bet it was daily almost. I got a message from her for about a week or two and it was, that was, that was pretty cool. Yeah. And I was, I was pretty bummed because COVID hit everything and just kind of screwed everything up. Randy Parker is like a local legend within the special Olympics community in Indiana, especially Southern Indiana. He himself the last, I believe, five, maybe six years he's done it now, has averaged over $10,000 by himself raising. Not wow. his team, him. Wow. And all these athletes, they know who he is. They, I mean, he's like a legend within the, the community around here. He told me that it would absolutely change my life if I went up there to go watch the like the lighting of the torch and some of the special Olympics that they have. So I was actually planning on going up there with him this year on Friday and then coming back that night just so I could go up there. And he said the, the highlight for him is whenever they do that. And it's like the, the Olympics where they have all the athletes come through and they give, you know, people stand by there and just give them a high five, you know, if they're walking on crutches and chairs, however they get through there. Yeah. He said that is probably the coolest moment for him out of all of it. And he just, he sold me on it. I wanted to do it and they didn't have the Olympics this year because of COVID. So we didn't get a chance to do it. Yeah. It's, you know, it's such an amazing thing. I, I've experienced something very similar to my, you know, with, without, but special Olympics related, but not, you know, as far as uh, the actual Olympics of special Olympics, because every time when my son was involved with the, um, with the United track team um that was done there with its integration with special olympics in the high school age and they have kids in wheelchairs that will run the races with them you know they 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 have you know and they want to do it they want to do it themselves and yeah darn it it might take them a long time to get down that 100 yards or 100 meters but it, it people just cheer 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 the smile on their face um it's it's life-changing it's life-changing man. it's if they can do it or they fail doing it, they just don't care. No. They get up and go about it like they just set a world record. It, just, yeah. it doesn't matter. It's yeah. about being there for them. And just, he said it's it's incredible. You know, so that's, I was just like, oh, maybe we're going to have to go up there. Yeah. And then another cool thing, Randy, I've actually known him for probably about 15 years. And uh, we kind of lost touch because I moved down to Florida. And, um, 
then I, you know, we'd always been friends on Facebook. And then I started seeing him raising a bunch of money for the Special Olympics annually. So I was just, I asked him about it, you know, it would be almost two years ago. And that's when he told me about it. And uh, he said that we should actually get a team in. And I was like, well, at first I was just trying to join him. And that's whenever he found out about the club. And he said, you guys should absolutely do this by yourself. You're not going to join my team. I was like, I don't really know how this is whenever I was first getting involved. I was like, I don't even know if we can do that or how that works or nothing. He's like, well, figure it out. You're not joining my team. You, you will regret <laughs> it if you do. Absolutely do this by yourself. Well, as your club. So yeah. we did, and we did it with four people. We raised $1,500. Well, this year before it, he wanted to kind of do something special. So he actually made us a trophy, and oh, it's a polar bear, and he put a great big beard on it, and it's black, and he put like a little hat on it and <laughs> put it on a pedestal. And, I mean, this is a sturdy son of a bitch. And he put on there Bearded Villains of Southern Indiana – top donor and then in 2019 i was the top donor for the team so my name is on it Hell yeah so whoever and he he did this himself and but he said the stipulation is is whoever raises the most money will put their name on it and they get to keep it for a year and it's bragging rights well i only got to keep it for like a week and a half because he just came up with it but i didn't really care <laughs> and then uh this year saint um he actually Christopher Heil, Saint, is what we know him as. He actually raised the most money this year, so he got the trophy, and I handed it over to him. So he has it for the entire year this year. And then come next year, is he going to retain it? Is someone going to dethrone him? Nobody knows. But it's just now it's not just let's raise some money for it. Now there's a competition level of who can raise the most money for it. So it's that extra incentive, and it makes it a little bit, you know, a little bit better, if you will. So yeah, we all love that healthy competition stuff too. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's always good. That's always good. Man, yeah. That's great. So, oh man. Well, I, I know I had a conflict last year um, when you, when they had the polar plunge. So I'm, I'm hoping that the next time around. Um, you last weekend of February. I'm pretty sure that's the same weekend every year they do it. So yeah. Yeah. And if I'm not mistaken, it's within a couple of days when, from when Chicago does theirs typically speaking. Well, so this past or this year, 2020, theirs was actually the day after ours. Okay. So uh, I don't know if that's always the case, but I know it was the case this year. So, Hey, we can always do two polar plunges. I'm fine with that. I'm not so, above it. Yeah. Yeah. I can't be a little cold there for them that it is us, but <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true. <laughs> oh man. That's so cool. So, I, I know there was one other thing that you, you guys have done recently. And first of all, kudos to you guys for uh, being one of the handful of chapters that actually were able to do some stuff charity related uh, and raise some money and do some fundraising types of things um, during the COVID, during our COVID months or what we're going to call the COVID year. I don't know what we're going to call it, but uh, <laughs> during, during our, our socially distanced year that we've had, you guys have still been able to do some stuff um, for the Ron McDonald house. Can you talk about that for just a second? Yeah. Um, one of the guys actually had um, got together or had pulled a, a list of things that they needed off of their website. And uh, he said, let's just make it happen. So we did. And we gathered. I mean, like, it's hard to say because people got stuff given to them. Mm -hmm. So we don't really know a monetary value, so to speak. 
but we're guessing somewhere around six, seven hundred dollars. It may have been a little bit more than that, but I about that. And I mean, we we filled up more than a corner of their lobby. It was a pretty sizable chunk. And uh, whenever you first walk in over there, and uh, we we went over and donated, but because of the way that the procedures are, we weren't the year before when we did it. We actually walked it inside gave it to, you know, and helped them kind of put it in places anyways. We didn't put it up, but we just put it a little bit better for them to make it easier on them. But this year they didn't, we weren't able to go into the home or nothing. We just put it inside in the lobby right there. It's a small lobby they have. And then uh, they come out, kind of go over everything. And I guess they're going to have to clean it, sanitize it, whatever they got to do and then take it inside. So, but uh, it, was, it was a little bit different, so it wasn't quite as hands-on or personal. Nobody really came out and talked to us or nothing. That we just went over there and dropped it off. And yeah, that was kind of it. Yeah, but that's—I mean, I—it sounds so simple, and I know we, we just kind of shrug your shoulders at it. But I mean, it's—it's—it's it's, it's finding a way. We there's a there's this commonality that I'm finding, you know, with our with our bearded villain brothers that are out there. That you know, it, there's there's a piece of us that's missing right now. Because normally we're out there doing something. We're helping to improve some lives. We're helping to donate to something. We're, we're there. We're doing something. And that's not, because that's not present, you know, it would be easy to just say, eh, it's a wasted year. But I'm always encouraged by the guys that are looking for, and the chapters out there that are looking for, hey, there's got to be a way that we can do something. And so... Um, I'm I'm happy to see that you guys were were still able to do that. So that's that's awesome. And also on, oh boy, it was it was about a month ago, maybe five weeks ago, four or five weeks ago. We actually went over to uh, Garvin Park, which is the park that's directly across the street from the Gresham House, and uh, it's a yeah, I don't know the exact size of it, but it's a pretty good sized park. And uh, I think there was like. 13 of us 14 15 maybe went over there and uh, we just walked around with trash bags and picked up as much as what we could and found some pretty disturbing things in the park there but i mean it was we weren't even actually started yet one of our guys found something in the park that i it, just, it makes me sick but there's a needle yeah so yeah. but yeah then we walked around we picked everything up and that we could trash wise then uh, just went and dropped it off, and that was kind of a quick smash and grab one. We were there probably about, I'd say probably about two hours. You know, it took us to, to walk as much as we could at the park and, and pick it up. So, yeah. yeah, but like I said, that's I, I'm I'm grateful for you guys um, because I think it's those are those are reminders, and even though they're little things that you you just kind of might just brush off, and and six months later kind of forget. Oh yeah, we did that thing. Um, it's, it's great to see that, you know, we've realized that we can still do things. There's, there's a bunch of things out there that we can still do. Uh, it's just going to be different and we have to adapt a little bit. So socially distance, pick up a park because that's kind of how you got to do it anyways. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. If you're going to do it right. Yeah. You can't all stand in one place. So (laughs) makes sense. Well, you mentioned, you mentioned the Gresham house there uh, across the street from this park. Now, let's just roll right into Battle of the Beards 2020. Uh, we're coming up on two weeks from now, and um, you've got the beneficiary of the proceeds 
once again, is going to be the Gresham House. And just so everybody that is listening now, if they didn't listen to episode five last year, or actually it was probably six or seven when we talked about the actual amount that was donated and whatnot. Uh, can you remind everybody about how much you guys raised last year for Gresham House? And if you were able to find out like what they did with it or anything like that? Um, last year, we were able to raise and donate $2,500. Mm-hmm. What they did with that, whenever I asked them, it was basically they bought like minor things, you know, like some supplies for, you know, that they needed for the house. Um, it, I mean, toiletry type things, you know, toilet paper. Uh, I think they actually got them a toaster oven. Um, and a few other things like that. It's because they don't really have large scale government backing and funding and grants and all that stuff. It's basically just a hundred percent donation driven at this point. They got a big sizable, uh, grant when they first bought the home from the city to, I mean, they had to refurbish the house. It was, right. it had been lived in, it was kind of run down. So they had to put a lot of money into it that way. And basically the grant sucked up most all of that money. So ever since then, it's, they're just, they're running on, on the fumes of donations. I mean, it's everything that they can get in is it's all donated. Now they don't have that big backing, you know, like some of these other large corporate charities and stuff so it's a uh, it's 100 percent donation driven so that's why we're kind of sticking with them and it's a it's a veterans charity they help house homeless veterans they kind of um they they get them off the streets they mandate that they stay sober when they live there they don't let them come in you know whacked out on anything or drunk or nothing and you they need to be sober and then they they help get them off the streets clean them up if they got to you know as far as like you know for a job they, they actually do. They help them write resumes. They help them uh, fill out job applications. Uh, they'll even offer rides to and from even after they get the job and, and try and do it that way for as long as they can. If, if they're not actively trying to better themselves, they don't let them stay there past 90 days, maybe even shorter than that if they're just not trying to help themselves at all. Wow. I mean, because there's just no point in wasting everything on somebody if they're just not going to help themselves. Sure. So – you know, they'll hate to say it, but they end up pushing them, you know, not necessarily pushing them out, but if they're not going to help themselves, there's just not much you could do, but then they'll bring somebody else in and they'll let them stay there for longer than 90 days. If they're, they're helping themselves and they'll, you know, try and get them a place to stay, help them find one. And like I said, they do a lot of good stuff with it. They've had a pretty good successful rate. They've had several that have come back and, you know, they thanked them and, you know, they, they have a little place for them to do like cookout out back in the kitchen. They don't really, they don't even have a stove in there. They've got a, a microwave, a toaster oven, but it's kind of a, a little bit of a fire hazard thing because of the house is so old. Oh, okay. And it's, um, like I said, they don't have everything, but they've got more than enough to succeed and get done what they need to get done. So, yeah, dude, I, I'm, I, it's, I know that that's, um, I know that that's the type of charity work that is near and dear to your heart as a veteran yourself. Um, and I'm sure you've seen the good, bad and ugly side of being a veteran of any one of our military services here in the, in the United States. And then how easy it is to end up in a very bad situation, uh, through a variety of circumstances. So I can imagine, you know, what that's like, uh, being a veteran yourself and, and seeing that firsthand, uh, but still, I mean, you gotta, you gotta have a drive for it 
Um, and I, I'm, I'm honored that you're able to find such a great charity to do stuff for. Um, and such a cool place that's, I mean, it's outside of that, you know, that little area that down there, they, people probably don't know about it. Oh, no, they, that's the thing is it's, it's tucked away at a park, you know, just off the side of a park. It, they don't have like a big billboard, you know, like Gresham house here, you know, and it's, it's not something that I'm not going to say it's not known, but it's not a big national charity. It's not something that a lot of people do. They don't know about it as much, I guess, you know I mean? It wasn't something that I knew a lot about before we got involved with it. You know, it's, so we're trying to help them get a little bit more out there and, and, and get more involved with it and, and see what we can't do to help them out. And as long as they're willing to work with us, we'll absolutely be, you know, trying to do what we can for them. So yeah. I know this year, I will safely say we are well over the donation we made last year and we still haven't even hit the door yet. Yeah. There's a very good possibility we can double or even triple that number this year potentially. I know we're yeah. going to double it. It's how much more. So. Wow. It's uh, it, it'd be pretty pretty good. And so and for a small place like that, I mean you know, I mean, it's the small charities that, you know, when you ask, when you find out, I, I, I was, I, I kind of remember back when I was interviewing um, Eileen Levy from The Well down in Kentucky, and I asked, you know, hey, what, so what are you able to do with this money? And she, and she kind of laughed and she said, well, keep the lights on. And um, I mean, <laughs> so the small, these small organizations, they just, I mean, they live day to day based off of the donations they get in. So how awesome that's going to be to be able to donate that much money to a place like mm-hmm. that that does so good. And I mean, the, the additional programs that they might be able to do because of it, um, that's, that's going to be great to see. That's awesome. Yeah. Awesome and this will more than surpass as a chapter as a whole, anyways, from what we've done since we started, we'll be well over the $20,000 mark now. And we still haven't even hit our two year anniversary yet. So, yeah. Like I said, you guys are making waves down there. Um, I say down there again, but yeah, you guys are, you guys are making waves. I mean, it's, it's, it's great to see. I, I love, I love to see when chapters, you know, from, from the time that I've been doing these, these interviews now, uh, now we're at number 49, but I've been doing this now for just over a year talking to chapters all over the world. And you see the good, bad, and different. You see the good, bad, and ugly. You see the different things that the different chapters deal with, depending on all sorts of different circumstances. And so it's always refreshing when a chapter comes out the gate, just, you know, running like crazy. We're ready to help. We're ready to do stuff. Others might just kind of trickle out and just kind of dip their foot in the water a little bit before they decide to make a jump. And that's not the way you guys have been. And I love to see... Uh, the activity I, uh, this year has been crazy, I know, but even before that, you guys were active. You guys had your name out there, um, and so I, yeah, you know, I'm I'm honored to uh, to be a part of what you guys are a part of. So um, I'm great. It's not about guys. anybody in particular. It's about the brotherhood as a whole, man. Yeah. I mean, it's about what we can do to make a difference. So yeah, it's not just an individual. It's not just a chapter. It's about the worldwide brotherhood. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's get into it. Battle of the Beards 2020. It's coming up. Yeah. 
Oh yeah. Deep breath. I, so. I want to say I wanted to be here this weekend, but then again, I kind of still want to, you know, go over and help uh, support our brothers over in Missouri Valley too. So <laughs> I don't want to skip right past that weekend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sadly, that's one that I'm not going to be able to make. Um, yeah. as, as I've mentioned here on the podcast before, I have a family wedding engagement that I can't get out of. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh. weddings. It's, it happens. It happens. So I know you've already introduced what two judges that you've already announced, or is it have you announced three so far? And you're um, and you're going to announce one now for us. We have Travis Drenner, who is going to be one of our judges. He has uh, competed on the national level. He is. Uh, I know he won Whisker Mania this year. I think he might actually be two time defending, or he placed in 2019 and didn't win maybe I, I can't remember off the top of my head but he uh i i'm envious of that man's beard i will say that but he has a rather impressive beard it is massive and girthy it is impressive and, and, that's, and that's saying something coming from you no well, i mean i got a little bit but you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah but your little bit on a little guy is you know a, a 30 inch beard on a on an average six foot person so <laughs> I'm, I'm four foot 19 inches thank you very much <laughs> all right so, <clears throat> so your new judge that you want to announce today is his name is mark burns he is actually from the detroit area and he is a reigning champion at nationals in the styled mustache category. He, uh, again, also has a rather impressive beard, to say the least. <laughs> I mean, it is massive. Yeah. And he's, uh, he's competed. I'm not exactly sure exactly how many competitions. I know he has placed it quite a few. He's, he's a national competitor for a reason. I mean, He's very well known within the beauty community. So good to see. So we're going to have some those people that are participating, and hopefully everybody will go and participate in this beard comp. But for anybody that is participating and is actually curious about how they're competing and uh, how they're you know co- stacking up against the competition, the judges are going to be very well qualified to judge said Just beard. Like- Yes. Last year, our three judges had competed and, excuse me, not just competed, but between the three of them collectively have won and placed in over 100 different competitions. So this year, it's not quite as many, but a few are equally as decorated just about. So it, uh, we try to... Uh, we try to get some very well decorated individuals yeah. to come judge and make it a little bit more interesting. So Sammy is also going to be a judge, Twisted's wife. Okay. And uh, has competed quite a few times. She actually won at uh, BV Worlds this year. And uh, yeah. from what I heard, maybe got <clears throat> robbed at uh, the best of show, but I, I don't know. I wasn't there. So <laughs> but, uh, she's uh, going to be a judge. And then uh, Melissa Crafton. She has actually competed at a pretty – I think she's competed nationally. She does the the um, the real 
like a, I can't remember what, how they, it's, it's like the real, the stylistic, the real beards. Okay. Like they're with hair. She doesn't actually like the normal whiskerina category where they construct it out of whatever they want. Hers is the, 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 the real beards is what they actually, yeah. they use them with. And she does like the freestyle with them. And wow. I, I mean, it's, it's impressive. So she's, uh, she's competed quite a bit. She's, uh, with, um, Tri County. Okay. Up, uh, it's, it's near, it's not too far from Indy actually where they, most of them around Terre Haute area, I believe. Okay. And, uh, so she'll be here as well. So we've got, like I said, four judges that are. Yeah. Yeah. Better, you better bring your A game. Yeah, you need to bring. I was just gonna say, they've got, <laughs> they've got. Uh, if they've got over, they've, if they've got somewhere around a hundred uh, championships and finishes, uh, uh, you know, under their belt, that's about a hundred, about a hundred or so more than I have. So, <laughs> I think I've, I think I've now competed in four, and donated my money each time, <laughs> but it was fun. So it's all it's about. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun. I do like to find out after the fact, at least how I how I ended up with the you know on the score sheet compared to other people, just to, just out of curiosity to find, see what see what they what they had to say about it. So, but that's all good, man. So um, while I've got you on the topic of uh, Battle of the Beards, real quick, let's talk for a second. So if the people that have not been paying attention at all to the schedule that's out there, what is the plan for Battle of the Beards weekend? Uh, this year? Um, I know there's a couple of people coming in on Thursday. We don't really have anything planned per se, like a big meet and greet or anything like that on Thursday, but I'm sure there's several of us that will get out if anybody wants to come in town that early. And then on Friday night, we uh, are actually going to be over at uh, Chaser's Bar and Grill down on Franklin Street. And uh, the unique thing about Franklin Street is we'll be there from 6 to 10. Chaser's has some They've completely revamped the entire building with a new ownership in the last year. And the, the menu, and the, I mean, the whole place is different. It's, mm. it's a great bar, great venue, and the food there is phenomenal. And after, we'll be there from about 6 to 10. But it's kind of, it's a little bit different from a, certain areas. There's, I think, like eight different bars all within like a three-block area that are right there. And they're from... There's a the Gerst House right by there. It's a German style restaurant and pub. There's a like a, a Buds is right across the street. There's a, a hole in the wall dive bar right next to it, directly across the street. Then there's a pool hall. There's there's a lot going on right there. So you just got to find out what you want to do, and we can. There's plenty to do all night long right there. And if you want to, the casino is only about a mile and a half away. So. All right, all right. So. Just b- before I forget to ask, um, I know there are certain areas that have certain criteria right now as far as uh, numbers that are allowed in certain businesses and different things like that. Do you know if that's going to pose possibly a problem for anybody that's going to be coming uh, for different for the events, or, or are the owners of say Chasers or whatever else? Do they are they aware that we've got groups coming? Mm-hmm. Okay, so and it's not. Then- they don't have an issue with it. If we, you know, they do request that if you're going to be, you know, like dancing on the dance floor that, you know, try and keep in mind a little bit of social distancing, which I don't know how you can do, but <laughs> whatever. And, um, but everybody's just trying to, you know, you don't have to wear a mask inside. If you're drinking, you can't smoke inside. 
So, it, you know, just kind of be mindful of that stuff. But overall, it's it's relaxing a little bit down here. I know it's a little bit more, you know, it's a little different from Indianapolis, but right. it's a lot smaller down here. So we yeah. didn't have near the cases. So good. And it, it's, it is a little bit more relaxed. And then even from Warwick County, which is where I live, which is, I mean, I'm eight minutes from Evansville in Vandenberg County, but the restrictions here are a little bit less than what it is in Evansville. So the venue where we're at on Saturday night for the actual comp at the American Legion is in Newburgh. It's even a little bit more relaxed over there. So okay. good. Great. All right. So do you have any, just so people know and they can prepare for it if they're coming, do you have any plans for like, a, like any kind of a group flag shoot type of a thing? Is that going to happen at the comp? I assume. We are scheduled to have the black traveling crosswords flag. Ooh. There has been some issues with that, and it was kind of put on hold for a little while. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. I have been in contact with a few people today, actually, and I was told that it will be here. I was actually supposed to get it on the 15th, but because of the fact that it was backed up and kind of held off for a little while, that I don't know exactly specifically when, okay, but I was assured that we would have it before the event. So wow, we've covered. We we know what to expect when we're coming into town. Battle of the Beards twenty twenty, and the proceeds going to Gresham House. You guys have had a great year. Let's just wind this thing down here, and let me ask you this: Can you think back to a couple of things that really have just that you've witnessed within BV uh, since your time on that? has just kind of been life-changing or really inspiring to see? It's been a hell of a ride since the jump. It, it's, I mean, there's many, many, many things. Um, one thing in particular, really, this uh, past June, um, I was planning on going to Knox Villains, but I, I just, I can't. I couldn't do it this year. It's uh, June 13th is the day they had the event. And that's actually uh, my older brother's birthday. And uh, he passed away in 2001. Mm-hmm. And um, other than the two deployments that I was on, I have never not spent that day with my brother and uh, my, my younger brother. And we always just, we've, we kind of adopted chad's birthday is our second birthday basically and you know we just we call each other that morning if we're working or if it's a weekend and whatever you know just hey you know happy birthday love you man and golf after work or right away or whatever we go out to eat and and we just kind of celebrate his memory mm-hmm. and he was actually wanting to go this year with me to Knox villains because I told him that was the only way I was going to go was if my younger brother went with me because I just, I'm not going to not be with him, but he ended up having to work. So after work, we got together and we went over to Hooters and uh, went over there and we had some beers and we had something to eat. And right whenever I was leaving the parking or getting ready to leave the parking lot, I got a, a phone call and it was from our Lieutenant caveman. And uh, I was like, what's up, man? Because he never calls me online. <laughs> so I'm odd. And uh, I was like, you all right? And he's like, hey, he's like, uh, went on video. He's like, while I got you on the phone real quick, 
I've got a few people that want to say something to you. And everybody just was just, they had something little brief to say and, you know, and they understood why I wasn't there. And they, I think it, I can't remember exactly who it was. I don't want to say a name and it'd be wrong, but somebody made a very sizable donation to the, the event itself in my brother's name. Oh, wow. Somebody, you know, there was probably 15 or 20 different guys and, you know, and a few of the sisters as well that, that came over and, and just jumped on the video and just to say, Hey, you know, we missed you. And it, it, it was just, it was, it was pretty cool. You know, I mean, like I didn't, I just, it was very out of the blue. Like I said, JJ never calls me online. He had my phone number. He calls me. So when he called me online, I was really kind of weird by for a second almost. And then he was just like, you know, but they sang him happy birthday. They just, everybody just, you know, was cheers in and here's one for Chad. And it was, that was one of the cooler moments because there was quite a few of them there that I've actually not met yet. You know, I've met them in chats and, but they took a moment out of an event, mind you, Mm -hmm. they weren't just hanging out somewhere they're at an event at the smoky mountains you know knox villains event and they they took that moment just to to call and and wish chad a happy birthday that to me it kind of really hit home you know about how how deep this brotherhood is and, and what it means to me and the the outreach of it and, and it just it was it was special yeah it, I mean, like I was, I had to hang up the phone. I, I and I was like, I'll call you back in a minute. Like I didn't want to be rude, but I was like, I couldn't even talk. Yeah, I was, you know, and yeah, it was that was pretty cool. That was probably one of the more yeah. fond moments, if you will, for me. Anyways, that's good. That's that's wow. Yeah, I heard about that, and then I saw, if I'm not mistaken, you made a post. Um, or a story or something. Um, I got really drunk that night. Yes. I, uh, I actually had, uh, called, uh, Bartone, the pumpkin King. And I was like, dude, are you free? And he's like, yeah, what's up? I was like, you want to go for a road trip? And he's like, uh, what's going on? I said, well, I'm going to be drinking a lot and I just, I needed an escape and I'm going to visit Chad. Well, He's actually, he's buried an hour north of here in Vincennes. So he was like, come by the shop and pick me up and we'll go. So I drove over there. He got in, drove up there. And yeah, I sat there for probably about an hour and a half, two hours. He didn't bitch. He didn't complain. He didn't nothing other than just, he knew I needed a moment. And I I just sat there for a little bit. One of my, you know, childhood friends and his wife come over because he was like, hey, he's like a, I seen somebody up the, the cemetery because his where his headstone is, it's not too far off the road, but you can see a vehicle right there. He's like, are you in town? I was like, yeah. He said, I'll be back in a minute. So he grabbed a couple beers and he come over there, him and his wife. And we sat there and we just kind of talked for like 45 minutes or an hour with them. And then they left and, and I sat there with Barton for a little bit and yeah, it was, it was, I needed it. And then got in the car and I took a nap on the way home. So <laughs> But uh, brotherhood, it was, man. yeah. How far everybody will go for each other is just—it's not something that you see that often, you know. 
it's like total strangers within yeah. our community will go that far for somebody because they're in our community. The one thing that I would preach if, you know, a new guy or, or somebody, you know, wanting to get involved with BV, you know, like our, our, our guys when they come in is it, for starters, it's patience is key. Absolute patience. You have to have some patience. Don't expect anything. And, you know, you, you have to earn that respect. You have to, to prove that you want to be actively involved with this. It's, you know, in not just with actions, you know, or with words, I mean, but with actions as well. You need to, you know, to kind of actively be involved with it, not just say you will. But, but to do it, you know, that's that's one thing that you got to have some patience and and absolutely be involved. With it. And another thing is, you cannot be closed-minded. You must be open-minded with this brother. Mm-hmm. You have to be able to see the bigger picture, because there's so many people, not necessarily within BV, but in the world, that just can't see the big picture. They see their little tiny bubble. They don't see outside that. They only see what's in their perception, if you will. They only see what's directly in front of them. They don't think about the bigger picture and, and how impactful it can be. And that's that's one thing that I'm trying to, you know, with our hopefuls and supporters, to try and get them to realize that this is something far bigger than you or your little circle or, you know, just maybe even something bigger than you've ever been a part of. Not necessarily, but for some people it is. Mm-hmm. And they need to see it from the big picture standpoint. They have to be open-minded. If they're closed-minded and they only see a narrow-minded view, it's going to hinder your journey. You have to be open-minded with how you see it and how you approach things and, and think about things. That's that's a big key with patience and keep an open mind. Next week they have battle. Wow, um, there we go, guys. That's Popeye. Um, what a great interview that was. And I, I don't know if I had edited onto the very end of that interview the little oops I had. I'm not sure if I can bring that back in or not. If it's going to start the video back over again, let's see. Uh, the little oops I had when I. <laughs> mistakenly thought that it was uh, next week when I first started talking to him about that. Let's see if it kicks back in. The I'm beginning. speaking with Scott Balthus. He is yeah, Popeye to right most. Back to the back the beginning. I'm sorry about that. But yeah, uh, go out and check on IG. Um, <laughs> I started that interview off by introducing him and then be like saying, hey, it's next week. And he just started shaking his head. No, <laughs> not next week. Anyway, Scott, um, Popeye, thanks so much. You know, Things just, as I'm watching back and I'm listening to this interview, things just happen sometimes for a reason. And it's, you know, timing-wise, who knows what. Well, I had planned on doing this episode and mentioning in this episode the aspect of what family is as a pillar within BV and talking a short little, little bitty about that. And how amazing is it that it just works out? Scott comes on and he gives us an amazing story of family, of brotherhood, and how 
brothers, family members, just reach out. And that some of the people that don't even know him reached out like that. Um, such a cool thing. So thanks, Scott, for taking some time. I look forward to seeing you guys down there, Southern Indiana, in two weeks for some good times. If you are looking for an all-natural beard oil that will not only tame your beard and coarse hairs, but make your beard soft and smell amazing, check out Poolpo Beard Oils. Veteran-owned and made for today's beards, Poolpo Beard Products combine the best beard ingredients on the market with incredible customer service to ensure your happiness. Whether you need beard wash, beard oil, beard balm, or some fun clothing, Poolpo is the place to go. Feel fresh, feel savage, feel confident with Pulpo Beard Oils. Go to Pulpo Beard Oils, that's P-U-L-P-O beardoils.com and use the code the heart of a villain for a discount on your order. All right, guys. Let's slide right into uh, our calendar of events. Not much on the schedule right now and if I'm missing anything, Please reach out and let me know so I can get it on the calendar of events for next week. Absolutely, for sure. September 25th to the 27th, Bearded Villains Missouri Valley chapter is going to be celebrating their second anniversary with a beard competition uh, with uh, <laughs> beard competition with vendors, door prizes. There's going to be a meet and greet at the last hotel's rooftop at 1501 Washington Avenue, <laughs> St. Louis. There's a beard competition from 1 to 5 p.m. at Four Hands Brewing Company, 1220 South 8th Street, St. Louis. And there's also going to be a farewell brunch to be decided. September 25th to the 27th, BV Missouri Valley second anniversary. Then October, we've talked about it here, October 3rd, Battle of the Beards 2020. What a great event that's going to be. Benefiting the Gresham House. Money's going to the Gresham House for veterans. Bearded Villains of Southern Indiana, while your hosts visit the American Legion number 44, 711 State Street in Newburgh. It's going to be a great time. There is a meet and greet, and there's ah, it's just going to be a good time. Good time. Find them in line. Hit up Popeye, somebody else, for some further information on that. Battle of the Beards, October 3rd. Then unofficially, because it's been canceled officially, October 16th and 17th. I'm still mentioning it because people want to go. It's going to be fun. Fourth Florida Summit. Unofficial. <laughs> Unofficial. Maybe I should stop calling it that. I don't know. Uh, but anyway, it's the 16th and 17th of October. If you're able to make it down there, great. Those guys are still going to be able to meet up with you and hang out and have a good time for the weekend. Uh, so, But officially it was canceled, and uh, just hit those guys up in Florida if you want to. There's still a line chat open for it for the unofficial Florida Summit. And then October 24th, Bearded Villains of Indiana We'll be celebrating their fifth anniversary. Now, this is an update. Uh, unfortunately, it's been decided that there will not be an actual gathering slash party for this event, for Bearded Villains' fifth anniversary, Bearded Villains of Indiana fifth anniversary. Uh, due to restrictions in Indianapolis at the time, it's just it's just too, too far up in the air. However, in the morning, there will be an, a homeless outreach that's going on. So please hit up the Bearded Villains of Indiana if you want to hang out, take part in the homeless outreach as well. And then if it's possible, there's going to be a gathering, but it's going to be very impromptu that night. Uh, Bearded Villains of Indiana, fifth anniversary. 
All right, guys. Very cool to see. While I've got you on here, please don't forget that you can get shirts, patches, and pins, and all the good stuff. Plus, every other one of the episodes, all 48 of the other episodes, at theheartofavillain.simplecast.com. There is a link there to the store so you can get shirts, patches, pins. Place an order for a shirt so you can get a shirt, one of the new Got Heart shirts that everybody's going crazy over. I'm really happy with the response we've had for that so far. And then we've got, uh, like I said, we've got poker chips in there too now. So good stuff out there. All right, guys. Thanks so much for being here. I greatly appreciate y'all. You know what this music means? It means that'll wrap up episode 49 of The Heart of a Villain. Remember, you can still buy those shirts, patches, and pins, all the good stuff I just mentioned, shirt at theheartofavillain.simplecast.com. And guys, as I always say, I want to challenge you to be the villain that the world needs you to be because the heart of a villain never stops beating. And finally, as always, guys, remember, it's okay not to be okay. If you are hurting, please find a brother to talk to. Remember, it's okay not to be okay so for now have a great weekend guys enjoy the week ahead take care and stay safe We're all one, no borders. Don't get it twisted like contortionists in close quarters. My crew has more heads than peeps cleaning up on borders. When Blige, Jelly, and I, we come together, transformers. So when we meet up, handshakes, bruises, and salutes. Every brother is different, fingerprints and attributes. One thing in common.